Go ahead. Ryan. All right, here we go again. Another week is coming gone. Another week is coming gone here. Week thirteen. It's another look back. Now into December, the critical month of the year for the NFL and for these teams trying to make the playoffs. For the Eagles, they're not in that kind of position. They're way ahead. They're at the top. And they proved in that here throughout the last throughout the whole season. And Sunday was a measuring stick game to yes. show what they are as a potential playoff, as a potential Super Bowl contender. And obviously they are. And they played a team that could be in the mix as well, though it was an AFC opponent. But still, this is a team going to the playoffs, Tennessee, and we just dominated them from the get-go. Even though early on the penalties was over the over the top, they cleaned that up, and Jalen Hurts was phenomenal. Threw for the best passing game of his career, and obviously was a dominant performance. A.J. Brown got his revenge against Tennessee, got his OGM fired, got his OGM fired. So, yeah, yeah, it was a dominant game. It was a dominant (laughs) performance. And at this point, you know, now we – well, two things. This was the last home game in 2022. The next time they play will be New Year's Day at the link. And this was also the first game on Fox. For the Eagles since October 12th. Two interesting tidbits about this game as well. So, yeah. yeah, but that's not as important. But, of course, being on the road is important because they they will be on the road for the next three weeks. So, I think they can handle it because the competition is what it is. So, gentlemen, your thoughts on this great, on another great game for the Eagles as they continue to head, head on for a division title and the one seed. Yeah, well, it was a huge win for the Eagles. Um, you know, it might not seem like it because they're not play- even playing a conference team, let alone a divisional team. But um, when we talked on Sunday, I pointed out, you know, there's six, there were six games left in the schedule. Two of them would be considered easy wins in the uh, Bears and the Saints. And assuming they win those two, that leaves four tough games. Um, I told you they got to go at least two and two in those four games and starting off in a Owen one hole would be rough. So getting that first win and starting off one and no in those four, it's huge. It's huge. Um, they shut down Derrick Henry. Everybody's questioning their run defense. They shut down the best running back in the NFL. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he had no chance against that defense. Mm-hmm. And then on offense, I mean, it was a complete game other than the penalties on the offensive line. Um, I, I, I That doesn't scare me at all, though. You know, this is the best offensive line in the NFL. It's it's a lot of veterans. Um, th- th- they'll be fine there. So, overall, it was just a great all-around win for the team. Um, even the special teams came up big for once. So, there's really nothing to complain about. But, um, yeah, Jalen Hurts played great. A.J. Brown was dominant, just like I pretty much expected him to be going up against his former team. You know, you, you knew he was going to be pumped up. Um, Devontae Adams, or yeah, Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith, 100 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. <laughs> um, um, Quez Watkins, he, um, he even made some plays. We didn't get much from the running game, it was a pass heavy, ha- pass heavy game plan, but that's what you expected because 
frankly, the, the Titans pass defense is one of the worst in the NFL and the rush defense is one of the best. So it's pretty simple. Pass the ball and uh, let Jalen Hurts do his thing. And they were successful. And um, otherwise, there's not a whole lot to say. It was a great game all around. Um, I do have a slight rant I'm going to give you, but let you guys talk about the game before I go on that. Okay. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. It was fun to watch. Uh, I mean, look at this. Touchdown. I be. <laughs> And I missed that when I was actually in the car. But everything else I caught when I got to my folks' house. So my dad and I got to enjoy another easy victory. Like I said, shutting down Derrick Henry to 31 yards. It's kind of a lot of bad. Now, Derrick has those weeks. Like, I think the week before, we only had 60-something yards. But what I noticed in this game, uh, they didn't allow themselves to uh, deal with Derrick Henry individually. They made sure they gang tackled him. Every time that guy got the ball, there was two or three Eagles waiting for him. And that's how you take care of it. And they just smothered him. And Tennessee is still, throughout the whole Derrick Henry's era, I still think they play him stupid. I think, you know, they run him here and there in the beginning, and then they quickly stop running him. They'll even take him out on third downs and want to rely on Tannehill. Let him grind it out. Let him at least get 12 to 14 carries in the first half. He ended with only 10 carries against the Eagles. Let him get to wear a team out. I, I don't understand. They love passing to him. He's a good receiver. I give him that. And so forth. But to me, he just, they just don't play him right. But the Eagles are getting better and better. And what I loved about this game is right before the game came on, I listened to 94 or was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. And I don't know who the hosts are on Saturday afternoon. But one guy kept saying, I got to see the Eagles pass the ball this time because you're not going to win anything by just running the ball like you did against Green Bay. And his coach was like, what are you talking about? I don't care how they win. If they win running, they must pass it. I don't care. And that's how I feel. I don't care how you do it. But I hope he's satisfied now. Jalen showed him, all right, we ran 350 yards last time. I'll pass for 380 today. How do you like that? And that's what we got. So the Eagles are showing everybody in the league, we can do it any way you want it done. And what's most important last, yesterday, I mean Sunday, the special teams look real. <laughs> Kobe was running. He got yards. And they were tackling. What's, that, that, what's left to do? What do you say, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I said, I mean, early on, the game was kind of sloppy with all these damn penalties. If you just watch the second quarter, it took about a, almost an hour to go through it, it seemed like, <laughs> with all these penalties. Every time they made a move, they threw the flag, and it was against us about 90% of the time. But when they, when I saw that they were 31st against the pa- against the past Tennessee, I'm like, oh, oh, boy, Jalen Hurts is going to have a fun day. He's gonna have Smith and uh and um and Brown running up and down this field, and it's gonna be a battle for them, you know. And and boom, just threw the ball, threw the ball the first drive, and then it just became that. And really, when you look at it, if they isolated 
Henry, which they did, then you knew that there was nothing Tennessee had left. And I like Mike Vrabel, and I like Tennessee, you know. Tennessee is a physical team, and Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league. But the problem is they're very limited offensively. We saw that. And unfortunately, it, it turned into a route, turned it into a beatdown. But I was a little worried about this game because, sadly, one of us picked against the Eagles. That was, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll let you know who that was. But, <laughs> but I knew – but I knew – but I knew that, to me, if you kept Henry down, there's not a nobody else on this Tennessee roster that can really stop, can do anything else. And their defense didn't do anything at all. Once, once you know, Hurts did his thing, that was it. And But this was a measuring stick game because we get to the playoffs next month, you're going to face a team with physicality and good enough. I mean, like, I can look at this like playing the 49ers – Without the without the offensive talent, because their defense is really really good, and they went out there and they did their thing, and to me that gives me a lot of confidence that it's going to be difficult for any team, 49ers, Cowboys, Vikings, or whoever, to come into this to in this building and try to beat us, because that's the way it's going to be. You're going to have to beat the Eagles if you're going to win the NFC, and I just don't see anybody that has a really now, I wouldn't say a realistic shot, but somebody that's going to be ahead of what the Eagles have been doing this entire season. Because it's obvious that Washington lost that Washington embarrassment on Monday night, and we got to talk about Washington eventually later on, what they did. was It was obviously, it's now in the rearview mirror. It didn't affect them at all. They're rolling again. So, like I said, this is going to be tough. I mean, but Jalen Hurts is obviously turn this thing he's he's a legit contender to win this MVP which I'm a little nervous of because that's one award that has been the curse of quarterback of of teams over the last 20 years it's been 23 years since the MVP won the Super Bowl in the of, of the season that was Kurt Warner and ironically his son plays for Temple as the quarterback so there's Philly ties all around but like I said, I mean, this was a great game. This was a great win. And I'm looking forward to this road trip because the Giants are starting to look like starting to look as vulnerable as we thought they were going to be at the start of the season. Chicago should be a route. And then that gets us to the big matchup with the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, which will obviously have a lot of meeting. Then again, it may not have a lot of meeting. Who knows? But I think that, okay. you know, Dallas is rolling right now, too. So. I mean, Matt and I, we talked about the, the Cowboys and Colts game, and we got both of the both of our predictions right. Matt said it would be a close game, and I said it would be a round. And eventually it did turn into that. It turned both into that in the same in the same game. So but we'll see what happens. I mean, at this point, the Eagles are rolling right now with this road trip coming up. Like I said, I, I think that they're in great they're in great shape. I, I just don't see a team that's going to come into Philly and do the, the things here. You know, I mean, I, I really think that Hurts has, has everything going well. They run they run the ball when they want to. They throw the ball when they want to, mm -hmm. and the defense gets better as the game goes on. And that's the most important thing. The defense mm -hmm. gets stronger as the game goes on, and that's what I want. They they start going after the quarterback and sacking. And they gave 
Tannehill all hell, kind of hell with at least five sacks. Yeah. So to me, even though something happened on Sunday that hasn't happened all year for the Eagles, they didn't get a turnover. They didn't get a yeah. they didn't get an interception or a fumble. That was yeah. the first time this year that they'd done that. Exactly. So the unfortunate even though that's unfortunate, it's not bad because they still won in a round. So yeah. it doesn't really matter in theory. So but at the yes. end of the day, you know, we're gonna you know, we have to, you know, we're gonna see what happens here over the next couple of weeks on this road trip and we'll see. I mean, but I'm I'm impressed with what I saw. And Jalen Hurts is obviously proven he's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's gonna be tough to t- to outplay him. Because when was the last time we had a quarterback that that we can have confidence in our play, the opponent. I mean, McDab maybe in his earlier years. I don't know, but hey, couple. I'm we're getting it done the first right. Ten now. weeks we're of Carson Wentz, kind of. Yeah, right. <laughs> that well, first yeah, year, well, yeah, that one year, he was a confident. He was yeah. confident, not cocky, and and actually <clears throat> cared. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was it. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was a great game with these highlights playing. I mean, I love that first A.J. Brown touchdown, you know, mm-hmm. just running right through the defender. <laughs> yeah, I love wide that. open. I mean, especially when he factor in, he just caught a 41-yard touchdown the play before, and it got called back. I mean, it was yeah. awesome. Man. It was like I the see. guy could do anything he wanted on Sunday, <laughs> you know. And, um, yes. um, and, Rob, you brought up that there were no turnovers in the game. I got to – I got to – uh, go on trash somebody that's a, a Philly legend here, you know, very prominent figure in Philly sports, but I got to, I got to trash him a little bit here. And, and um, <laughs> you know, you guys, when we talked earlier in the season, I told you about um, on YouTube, there's a Jacob media channel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, I'm very aware of that. That's yeah. Seth Joyner's people. Seth Joyner's people. Seth Joyner. Yeah. This, this guy, man. I mean, come on! He's making himself look like a clown. I know, I know he, I know he's from the Buddy Ryan era, and uh, and he loves blitzing <laughs> and aggressive defense and all that. But I mean, come on, man! He comes on in the post game show with Miss and Ellie on on Sunday, and he's over here saying that, oh man, this this defense is awful. This and that, you know, they're not aggressive. They're terrible. Um, and then he, then he's bringing up like when's the last time they had an interception? It's like they had just had two interceptions against Aaron Rodgers the game before, dude. I mean, come on, man, <laughs> are you kidding me? The, the defense dominated. They they were all over Tannehill at almost every play. <clears throat> and they got they didn't need the blitz because they they destroyed the line of scrimmage. Um, the the secondary is best in the NFL. This is number two pass defense in the NFL. Um, yeah, the run defense is what. 18th coming in this game. Jordan Davis is back. We got Sue. We got Linval Joseph. I mean, this this rush defense, we saw him. They just shut down the best running back in the NFL. I mean, I don't know how you can even come out after a game like this and try to trash Gannon. You can't. I, I know you might not like him. <laughs> and you can, you, you can try to twist whatever you want into saying he's not good. But the fact of the matter is this is one of the best def- – this is a top five defense in the NFL this year. And – uh Regardless of whether you like the scheme or not, you can't you can't argue with the results. So you know, I yeah. mean, bottom line, bottom line, man, 
it, you keep you keep running your mouth like this, you're just making yourself look like a clown. And and you're 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 smarter than that. You're better than that. So come on, man. <laughs> no, it's funny you bring that up. I I heard um I didn't know he still said that after the game. Um I heard him on Angelo the, the Monday morning because Angelo brought up the tweet he put out after I guess in the first quarter that uh it's time for um Gannon to go or this is it for him. And uh when he went on <laughs> uh so we went on a, a Angelo show. Uh you know, he he and there he was he admitted that you no know, maybe it was a little early. Maybe he uh uh didn't need to say that but he's but he is still in that same camp as like wants aggression he wants constant aggression he feels the players that they have can be more aggressive and yeah there are times i've felt the same way but yeah. this year i've had any I, I i can't really complain at all this year you know the way he's got this team playing <laughs> so this this would be the right year for it last year yeah but now Nah, they're 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 playing well. The times that the only game, like I said, we lost with Washington was mainly because Washington had a good game plan and kept the ball out of our hands and um had short, but all the runs were just short. Just enough to keep getting first downs, three yards, three yards, three yards. But they weren't gashing the Eagles. Um, so um I disagree with him if he still feels that way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, like I said, I, I'm a big Seth Joyner fan. I I remember in our Super Bowl year 2017, I tried to get tried to get an autograph or something from him. I don't know if he stuck with me or not, but I always like to listen to, to him to discuss. I mean, obviously, he's from the old school, from the Buddy Ryan days, late 80s, early 90s, greatest defense in Eagles history and stuff. He just wants to go back to those kind of pounding and just murder, murder guys. But the, but the league is a lot more different now than it was in 1991. So, I mean, he has to deal with the fact that, you know, in his day, yeah, the team, the strength was the defense, not the offense with Randall Cunningham. That's not the case anymore. And to me, this Eagles team is probably the most complete Eagles team I've ever seen in in in, in my years, in my life. So to me, you know, you have to have that balance and stuff. But it, him going after Gannon is kind of uncalled for because, you know, Gannon's not, you know, he's not Buddy Ryan or Jim Johnson or, or you know, a, like the greatest of the greats. But, you know, you do you do be better when you have the talent around. And he has the talent around. He has one of the best secondaries in football. He has a front seven that can get after the quarterback. I mean, and they've, and they've had 23 turnovers this year. Nobody else in the league has more. So I don't know what the hell he wants – what what the hell he wants to wants to get out of it, but like I said, you know he has his opinion. He, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinions, and l- luckily for Cowing, Coward and Stephen A, they put the Eagles at number one both on their list this week, so Did they, they obviously got their asses where it's at. Okay. But to me, when it comes to Seth Joyner, I mean, I, I like when he comes off and stuff because, you know, I rather see that fiery attitude. I mean. He has a lot of passion for for defense and and hopefully for the Eagles to have success. But you know he is entitled to his opinion. You know, even if it's not what you like or what you or where you don't. But hey, you know it's all good. But like I say, he shouldn't have gone after Gannon because you know Gannon could be an, 
could be the head coach. He could be a head coach coming up next year. There will be openings, obviously. And I'll say this, and I'll even say it to Seth Joyner because I might go look for him, look for him in the future. I might go look, you know, go down, look for him in the future. I'll ask him <laughs> this, and I'm sure I won't be the last one. and won't be the first or the last to tell him. If Gannon gets a head coaching job, why don't you become the defensive coordinator? Why don't you join the coaching staff? Why not? You yeah. you know your defense. I mean, hell, you you're you're in the ring of honor. You you have borderline numbers to be in Canton. So why not you bring your knowledge to help uh, to keep this defensive float moving forward? To me, that's what they should do. That's what you know. If you're if you know because hell, I mean. Jeff Saturday became the head coach. He talked all this stuff, got himself a head coaching job. So, you know, it's not it's not that much of a reach if Seth Joyner wants to be the defensive coordinator here in 2023. I think he can be a good good one. So a good a good hand. So to me, it is what it is. To me. Yeah, well. But anyway. Um, one one thing though, I mean, like Rob, you said, it's it's this is in nineteen ninety. I mean if if you try to run a have the bounty bowl in this era, I mean, what's going to happen to you as a, de- as a defense coordinator, head coach? You're going to be blacklisted from the NFL. So, like you said, times change and you got to move on. And uh, right now, there's no arguing with the results that we've had from this defense overall this season. You know, like Wami said, you know, there's there's sometimes where you could say, hey, they should be more aggressive, but. You could say that about anybody. And, you know, the bottom line is this. Buddy Ryan, Jim Johnson, super aggressive. How many Super Bowls have they won for the Eagles? Zero. You get in the Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator. How many has he won? One one of the least aggressive defensive coordinators we've ever had. One. And you can say, oh, the Super Bowl, they let up uh, however many yards and points. We don't we don't even get to the Super Bowl without Jim Schwartz and that defense. So mm-hmm. you know, it's a different era. It's a different if it's it's a different league, <clears> and <throat> you gotta move uh, you gotta move on with the times. So yeah, I mean Seth Joyner, maybe you gotta wake up a little bit and maybe adjust your thinking, at least somewhat. Um and in terms yeah. of him as the defensive coordinator, maybe it's an option, but I'd much rather have uh uh a guy who's a proven defensive coordinator that probably isn't going to get a head coaching job like a uh, Vic Fangio, you know, mm-hmm. guy that can run a top 10 defense consistently. And at this point, he's never going to be a head coach in the NFL. So mm. that's just my two cents on that. Well, I like to say I'm a big Seth Joyner fan. You know, he, he you know, listen to him talk, you know, He's he has more knowledge than you and than all three of us put together. Trust me, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> we, he's a smart yeah, guy. He, he's a smart guy. That's but, why I gotta call him his, out on when yeah, he's, he's saying something stupid. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then, then again, we talk about the offense or something. You know, let let the offensive personnel, the prof- professionals, do it. You know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but like I said, I mean, with the Eagles winning. And they're now eleven and one, which is for the third time in in franchise history. Obviously, we know what the other the other years were: nineteen forty nine and two thousand and four, or maybe it was nineteen sixty and two thousand four. But I know it was two thousand four. But obviously, now we've gotten to the part of the year where 
you know, we're getting down to the nitty gritty and we're trying to figure out contenders. Now, obviously, with the with the NFC, of course, now we have this thing called who do you trust? And I'll give you three teams that are in the hunt and you give me reasons why you should trust them to make a run. Now, obviously, for the NFC, it's going to be different because we already know where the Eagles stand. We already know, so we don't have to go any further about that. But I'm going to give you three teams, and you know all three of these teams that are going to make a run at the Eagles. One of them has to get to the NFC Championship game. So we have to pay one. We have to beat some of these teams. I mean, even if we're way ahead of them. So today we have to talk about the Vikings, the 49ers, and as much as y'all hate, as much as y'all hate the to I know y'all don't like this, the Cowboys. <laughs> hey, they're, they're, this it, it may be different this year. I, 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 yeah, they may not be at the top, but remember, they're still here. They're still there's you know they're still they're going to be in the talk, and they deserve <laughs> to be in the talk. What they've done to this point. So, like I said, I'll give my opinion last, like I always do. But y'all, y'all two, go ahead first with. The, your thoughts on the NFC and who do you trust out of those three teams? Well, right off the bat, the Niners I did trust. Now I don't. Jimmy G out for the season. Done. We're looking at Brock Purdy at quarterback. He's not leading them to any anything, man. They might have a top-notch defense. They might have some players on offense. It's over for them. It's season over. They're gone. Um, Vikings. <laughs> I would trust them, but once again, like I say all the time, they got Kirk Cousins at quarterback. That's all I need to look at, man. He's a loser. He won't. He won't take them on a playoff run. That's it. He out. Um, Cowboys. Somewhat trust. Um, I don't think Dak is a is is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't think he's the type of quarterback that's even gonna get him to the Super Bowl. Um, they do have a top-notch defense, though, and I will have to, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about Odell Beckham at some point on this show, but the way that they just uh, – they kind of did him dirty here in the last couple of days, and uh, it just shows what a joke this organization is. And just like when Randy Gregory left in the offseason and he was trashing this organization and the way they do business, I mean, they're a joke. They're, their front office is a joke, and uh, I just – I, I, I don't trust Dak to really lead them on a major playoff run. He's he's won, what, one playoff game in his career? I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't think they can even compete with the Eagles. I would say at this point, out of those three teams, and this will tell you what I think of the other two, I trust the Vikings and Kirk Cousins over the other two teams. So, and I, and I think Kirk Cousins is, is – like I said, he's a loser. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> wow. Um, what a choice. I'm going to have to pick D, none of the above. <laughs> like you said, it. you already said everything right there. The Vikings, how do I trust them? And we know Kirk Cousins is not going to deliver in the playoffs. We know that. We, we just saw what happened in a whole game against Dallas. They act like they didn't even exist. That was embarrassing. 
He can't be a playoff contender and have a game like that. I mean, you could have a bad game. I mean, okay, I'll give you an example of where it happened. We we'll have to go back 30 years. <laughs> um, Eagles went out to San Fran, Randall Cunningham against Steve Young, and Eagles went out there and beat them 40 to 8. Never forgot that score. I recorded it on VHS videotape and I wrote on there 40 8. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, the 49ers were pissed. Steve Young was arguing with Seifert, some sidelines. It looked like that team was done. They went on to win every game after that. <laughs> that was like week six. And they were like the next, I think they took the final week off. And just went on one Super Bowl and beat the Chargers. But that's how rare that happens. Um, and at least you had a, a top-notch quarterback there called Mr. Young. He had a, a top-notch coach. So, but I'm not seeing that Minnesota. Dallas, the team that beat Minnesota, it's Dak Prescott. It's Mike McCarthy. What? <laughs> okay, McCarthy got a ring way back. Uh, in their old Aaron Rodgers days, but Dak has done nothing in the playoffs. I love the fact. I mean, I, I'm a, obviously, I mean, I, I tremendously love the fact that uh, all these characters out there still putting Dallas way up here, as we saw in the ESPN analytics Monday, that Dallas has the best 50% chance of making the, to the Super Bowl and a 33% chance of winning. Come on, man. Come on. And the Eagles were third in that. Embarrassing. I mean, that's just embarrassing to ESPN and their so-called computers. No chance. And then the 49ers, they said losing Garoppolo and added down their third string. Um, they recovered well, beat that, beat Miami after Miami jumped on them with the 80 75 yard touchdown to start the game. <laughs> um, so I don't know about this guy at all. So I can't have any faith. Their defense is very nice. But and here's a big problem. They're all in the NFC. The Eagles are not allowing any of that to happen. So right at the top, I trust none of them. Well, man, I know you said that uh Jimmy Garoppolo was done for the season. We all thought that on Monday, but we yes. learned that he has the surgery today close. and he's and he's and he's out until he's out for eight weeks. So he can return as early as the divisional round. And we'll start, and I'll start off with the 49ers. I mean, obviously, they have a hell of a defense. Their offense is pretty decent, you know. But then again, that's a story. You're down to your third string quarterback. And quarterback has been an issue all year. They wanted Trey Lance to be the, the franchise guy. He don't even last six quarters. And then Jimmy G, who you wanted to get rid of, couldn't get rid of, decided to rebring back. And it's like, well, we're all, it's the same old, same old. But then he's hurt now, and now you're down to Mr. Irrelevant. Now, Kwame, you wonder who Brock Purdy is. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He was the <laughs> last pick in yeah. the NFL draft. <laughs> yeah. But if you look at NFL myths, we've never seen the 300-yard rusher in a game, and we've never seen a rookie quarterback lead a team to a Super Bowl appearance. And we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Flacco. And Mark Sanchez, who played in AFC champ, who played in conference championship games as rookies. Can Brock Purdy do the same for the 49ers? Well, hell, 
you did beat the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have a bad defense, and you were at home. I can't see Brock coming here to Philly and doing that. I don't. He's a, he's a rookie, and you know, unless Christian McCaffrey and and Debo Samuel all of them just run the ball like crazy, and knowing that the Eagles' run defense is getting back to where it was before before the Jordan Davis injury, and you have Sue and, and Limbo Joseph. That's going to be difficult. So I can see the 49ers potentially getting there, but not going past us. And, of course, Dallas, why we talk about them? I mean, but, hey, their defense can get after people. And Michael Parsons is is a hell of a – you, you can't deny it. He's, 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 that, he's legit. But still, Dak Prescott has struggled this year, and he struggled on Sunday night. He did not play well on Sunday night. Those three quarters, he just looked average. He's throwing interceptions at two at two and a half for eight now. Like I said, he's not playing really good football. He's playing the way Jalen Hurts, everybody thought Jalen Hurts was going to play. But at this point, you know, Dallas is still a threat. And until they're actually eliminated and go home and Stephen A does his 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 happy dance with the cigar and the cowboy hat on, <laughs> they're still a threat. I've always looked at I've in a NASCAR term, I always looked at Jeff Gordon. Even if he's not running well, as long as he's on the racetrack and he's not in the garage, he can strike at any time. And I'm not saying the Cowboys are that team, but until they're eliminated, they're still they're still in there. That's why I said can they get to the NFC title game? They may not even get to the NFC title game before they play the youth. It'd be in the second round. And already we already have a playoff matchup and we're not even we have a month left in the season. He has to play Tom. They have to play Tom Brady right now if the season ended right now. And at this point, it looks very much like that will be the case, that Dallas will be playing Tampa Bay. So we'll see what happens there. And then Minnesota, like I said, it's Minnesota. I mean, what the hell else can you say about Kirk Cousins that you haven't said? You know, he he sucks at, at outside of 1 o'clock games. And even at 1 o'clock, he struggles at times. So, I mean, yeah, they beat the Buffalo Bills, and that was big, even though Bills really should have won that game in, in the dead-to-rights rule, and they screwed themselves over. But then you go, you play Dallas, and, yeah, we have a bad game, but that was the worst kind of game you have. 40-3, to get destroyed at home. Tolly Pollard goes, like, like nuclear nuclear on, on them. So, I mean, Minnesota has Justin Jefferson. They have a decent defense, but – you, can you trust Kirk Cousins in a big spot? And I say no. Because, hell, when he took the job, Case Keenum had the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. Case Keenum. So, like I said, I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't trust any of these damn teams. The only team I would trust would be the 49ers, but that's a long shot with the rookie quarterback. So we kind of all agree here in, in a way. So now we're going to – now get now serious instead of playing the jokes who's going to actually beat the Eagles because I don't think nobody at this point let's look at the AFC and three teams and I'll give you three and I and it could be a mixed bag but let's look at it like this we have Buffalo the Buffalo Bills we have the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs they've shown to be the three best teams in the conference in a tough conference. So, y'all thoughts on, on those three? Who do you trust out of those three? 
Well, with those three, I, I trust all three, honestly. And I'm going to throw in a fourth. Miami, I trust just as much as the other three. They're, 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 they might not be the balanced team that, say, the Bills are, but the Dolphins are the most explosive team in the AFC, and they can take out anybody any week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I trust all four, to be honest with you. I think all four of them have an equal shot at winning it. Um, I mean, the Bills, we already saw them take out the Chiefs. The Bengals, we just saw them take out the Chiefs. The Chiefs have uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, they're gonna they're not going to go down easy. Um, all four of those teams have a, a really good shot. I think it's going to come down to home field advantage. Right now, the Bills are the number one seed if the season ended today. Um, they obviously have to hold on to it, and they have a big game yet this season against Miami. That's going to be in Buffalo in December. So Miami might have some trouble in that one. But um, if the Bills can secure that number one seed and keep it going, I'd, I'd have the most most faith in the Bills just because not only would they have the home field advantage, they also have the best defense out of those four. They also have uh, Josh Allen, who maybe hasn't been as great this year as he has been the last couple seasons, but he is a big game quarterback. And we know we've seen him in the playoffs and in big spots. He comes up big all the time. So I have no reason to think he won't come up big in the playoffs. Um, so out of those, those four, I do have the most faith in the bills just because the defense and the home field advantage possibility. Yeah. Actually, I, I feel that's the same way. Um, Buffalo, I mean, they definitely rebounded from that fiasco with the Vikings. The um, uh, KC, I mean, we got Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid. I mean, that's a great combination. Uh, but it's basically, though, the Chiefs aren't really that great outside of them. And, uh, and of course, uh, um, uh, 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 in, the, in the tight end. Um, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I don't know how his name just escaped me. But they're still going to be viable. They're always going to be there. And in their division, as you saw, uh, the Raiders have like one of the best chances to make the players in that division, where Chargers might be slightly above them. But that, that division is so bad, <laughs> Chiefs are always available. And uh, But then the Bengals game, which I – must admit, I enjoyed it again. The the Bengals have they just have that Chiefs number, the three straight. So they better not want to <laughs> meet up meet up with them again, like they did last year's AFC Championship game. Um, and uh, was it was the third team you said? You said the Dolphins or you said the Bengals? Rob, you said Bengals. Three, you I said, said Bengals. I said. Oh, you said Bengals. Okay. Then that was it. But Matt brought I, up the Dolphins. I just, I just well. threw the Dolphins. I, I as didn't bring a bonus. up the Dolphins. But okay, so he has them as a bonus pick. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the I think all three of those teams will be in the playoffs. I'll I'll be shocked if they didn't. I'll be shocked. Well, I'm going to keep the Dolphins out, but because I'm a little disappointed with them, and we'll get to our surprises, disappointments, obviously coming up here. But when I look at the other three, I mean, of course, the Chiefs, they're the establishment. They've been in the AFC championship game. They've hosted it the last four years, and they're on point to potentially do it again 
this year. But obviously, when you look at the Chiefs, it's the same old, same old. You know, you got the Rocket throwing the ball like he always does. Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in the league. Obviously, people, I think the, the situation is people have started to catch up. The teams have started to catch up with them, unlike in the last couple of years. And, of course, when you look at Cincinnati, they have their number. You know, Joe Burrow has his number against, you know, he's figured out them. And that's and that's a scary thought because you would never think that as good as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are, that Cincinnati would just be doing what they're doing. I mean, they've already beaten them in a big in a big spot. So it's it's difficult to think that for them, I'm already put them ahead of my Ravens to win the division. They're they're too good right now. They're playing really, really good football right now. And, you know, Burrow and, hey, Jamar Chase is back. Look what he's doing. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be very interesting to see. And then with Buffalo, and now, you know, you look at Buffalo now and things are are changing there with Devon Miller in, you know, Von Miller losing his, uh, tore his knee and he's, it's done for the year. Yeah. But I still think Buffalo is at the top. But do I trust them? Do I trust them in a big spot? And I say maybe if they host the AFC championship game, because they may not host the AFC championship game. And if they don't, if they aren't the number one seed, then I can't see them winning the AFC just like a year ago. They have to have home field advantage. They can't fool around. If they're going to win this, if they're going to win this AFC, it's got to be in Buffalo, and they have to bring them there instead of them going to either Cincinnati or Kansas City. So, of of the three teams, I'm going to say the Bengals. As much as I hate to do this to the Ravens, the Bengals are the team that right now I can see winning the AFC again, again, as good as they were. Like I said, I mean, they got everything going right. They got the defense that plays tough. They're tough to deal with, especially late in games. Joe Burrow's that quarterback that's like a silent assassin. This guy is just built to win. Jamar Chase is the second best receiver in the league. T. Higgins is a, is a hell of a receiver. So, you know, like I said, you tell – and I'm just – I can't look at the Dolphins because they have to do more. They have to do more. They haven't – been in a in a position to contend for anything since Dan Marino. So until they actually prove themselves in a big spot, then I'll consider putting the fins in the in the mix. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Fins. All right. Well, we come to this point in the show. Do we get to our favorites? And boy, <laughs> I did not have a fun week this week. I've you know, I got to stop running my mouth. Kwame knows it exactly. When I get too cocky, especially bowling, I look like shit. And I look like <laughs> shit again this week with my picks. Miami and San Diego. Uh, San Diego. <laughs> LA, the Chargers well, ruined still me. still San Diego again. until they win a game. Ruined, they win ruined me. Ruined me again. Ruined me again. I go in 0-2. I look, I look bad. You know, y'all, y'all, what did y'all do? I don't even even know what y'all did. Well, uh, just like last week, this week was a pretty rough week for everybody. Um, yeah, I forgot mine already. Yeah, Rob, like you said, you went 0-2 with Miami. 
uh, getting four and then the Chargers giving up one and a half. Um, after you were on fire for a bit, but you're on four in the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, Kwame, you didn't fare much better this week. You went uh, on to what the, yeah, who did I pick again? What was, you had the Patriots getting four and the Bears uh, getting four and a half. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, that's right. The Bears. Damn Packers. <laughs> wow. And they jumped on me, too, at first. Wow. You went always wow. two as well. Worse than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a brutal week, just like last week. Last week, we went uh, combined one and five. And uh, this week, we don't want to combine one and five. Um, for me, once again... I can't get past the NFC East. I picked the, I picked Washington <laughs> with get, giving up two and a half. Oh, the point. I mean, the tie. Brutal. Oh, gosh. This, this NFC is going to cost me Redskins this whole mat, this tournament here. <laughs> if you want to call them the Redskins, you call them the Boston Redskins. That's what yeah. they were, were before because that's how bad thing they were. So, They're brutal. What a, dumb, what a dumbass strategy they pulled off. And we'll talk about them even more in the disappointments coming up, surprise disappointments coming up. So yeah. we're getting the week fourteen. There's only Hold on, five that, I got one the, the one win that any of us got. I took Detroit get, getting one and a half one point over Jacksonville. They pulled out the win. Blew them out. Blew them out. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. a good one. So for a record so far for the season, I'm now sitting at eleven and eleven. Rob is sitting at twelve, nine, and one, and uh, Kwame sitting at nine, twelve, and one. So it's still oh. close. It's still anybody's matchup here. Uh, All right. So what's bad. our picks? What's our picks for week 14? What's our two stone cold lead pipe locks, as Tony Bruno would say? <laughs> All right. Well, I had I have two that I really like, but like I said last week, until I get an NFC East game right, I'm going to have to keep picking NFC East games. Oh, Lord. I can't. Good Jesus. So there's only two. There's only two. The Cowboys are giving up uh, 17 and a half to the, the Texans. Ooh. I can't take that big a spread, so I'm going to this Eagles-Giants game. And uh, if I'm going to be the mush of the NFC East, I'm going to try to make it work out in favor of myself and my team. So – I'm going to take the Giants getting seven points <laughs> from the Eagles. <laughs> hmm. um, okay. I'm just going to go with the fact that it, the NFC's games are typically close and it's probably going to be a one-score game. So I, I'm still picking the Eagles get the win, but I'm picking the Giants to cover. And then the other game I'm looking at here is Seattle versus Carolina. Seattle's given up three and a half. Um, Ken Walker is going to probably be out for this week which is going to hurt Seattle's run game. But Geno Smith has been really good, man. He's been really good, especially lately. You know, he's he's had back-to-back 300-yard-plus passing games. Um, last week he threw three touchdown passes. Um, he's had two or more touchdown passes in st- six straight games. Um, I like Seattle here at home against Carolina, giving up three and a half. Okay. Oh, let me put my camera back on. Okay, okay. Um I am actually going to go back to last week's pick that you made, Matt, and I'm going to ride hard and high with Detroit. (laughs) They are favored over the Vikings. What does that tell you about Minnesota? 
Woo. I will take the Detroit minus two and a half over those Vikings. And I, well, I may just have to, there's nothing else that really jumps at me. But this one game was in my mind early on. So it looks like we may have to go head to head here. And I am going with my Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> minus seven. I am so confident. After that turd, the Giants pulled last Sunday. Getting that tie with Washington. And the Eagles are just really cooking. Really cooking. Yes, historically, you're right. Last year, we went up there and it was ugly. But Eagles are not that team. And the Giants, we know what we got to do. Same thing we did to Derrick Henry. Just shut shut down Barkley. Giants have no shot. No shot. So we just got to just square up, shut him down. Then we do our thing. And I think Jalen is definitely having flash going to have flashbacks of last year and is going to use that to fuel him to come out of there victorious and a big victory. Well, I'm not going to pick the Eagles. I, I, I mean, as much as I, as much as I would love to join in this, we, I have to keep the Eagles in, in, in a different spot, you know, and I'm just going to continue to try to get my streak back going here. But I'm taking two games that are going to, to find if I if I'm going to win this betting season or not because if I because if y'all both going with the Eagles then y'all definitely going to gang on me if I don't get my predictions right so the first game I'm picking right here I'm going with my Ravens here with you know they're two they're two point two and a half point dog I know that Tyler Huntley's a backup quarterback but he's a respectable backup quarterback he's done a great job for the Ravens the last couple of times he's he's played. And the Steelers, yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. It's tough. It's rough. It could be a little bit of a, of, of a risk. But I think he can outplay Kenny Pickett, even though Kenny Pickett is starting to play much better. This is a risky pick, mm. but I'm gonna but I'm gonna see see the Ravens winning outright. So, you know, they have to beat them obviously by three. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens outright with, with the points. And then, you know, Tom Brady rarely ever goes home. This is a homecoming for him. And he's going out to San Francisco, and he's a three-and-a-half-point dog to Brock Purdy, a quarterback that when when Tom Brady played his – when he first suited up in for his first-ever NFL game of any kind, at, suited up as a pro in a Hall of Fame game against um, – in August of 2000, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy might have not even been born yet. His mom might he not have not even come out of the womb yet. And now he's playing him, born in 2000. Brady was a rookie in 2000. <laughs> but I'm, you're going to tell me a kid, this kid is going to outplay Brady at, in, in his hometown for his favorite team that he grew up. I don't think so. Well, they're, they're kind of sad three. first three they're weeks, three. quarters. <laughs> they're getting three and a half. 
on my page. I don't know about y'all pages. Yeah, we all yeah, have yeah. different sites. I got CBS up there. But I'm going. I'm, I'm going with the goat and and the points. I, I can't. Even though I think this will be a tough battle, it will be a battle, obviously, because Tampa Bay doesn't score a lot of points. Obviously, this season they're one of the worst offenses in the NFC. I think they're the second worst offense in the NFC. Yeah. Right and now, every week you let me have it about him. <laughs> I try to tell you that times playing all right. And you're like, they don't score. They don't score. Yeah, I know. And I now know. you want them to beat the 49ers, a team that can play defense. But I'm picking, I'm going to pick the Bucks outright. I think they, they win by at least four. Oh so if they win by four, then I got that. So Ravens and, and Bucks with the points, both outright. Well, they don't even have to win by at all. They right. have to lose by win. three or less. So, because they're getting three and a half, the Bucks are. So, okay. So, okay. recap of the picks here. <laughs> um, I'm going with, I'm, I'm taking Seattle giving up three and a half to Carolina. Um, I'm taking the Giants getting seven from the Eagles, even though I'm picking the Eagles to win the game. Um, I'm picking the Giants to cover. Uh, Rob, you got. Baltimore getting two and a half from Pittsburgh and uh, Tampa getting three and a half from San Fran, which I like that one. I like that one too. Um, they said, I mean, you're talking about the greatest of all time going up against Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy. Uh, I'll, I'll take that matchup anytime, especially getting points. Um, and then Kwame, you've got Detroit um, giving up two and a half to the Vikings, which that's the I, I mentioned there was two games that I liked, excluding this NFC East game because I can't get past the NFC East. That was the <laughs> other game I liked. Um, you know, there's just something weird about that line. You know, I mean, you're mm. talking about the five and seven Lions giving up two and a half to the <laughs> ten and two Vikings. Mm. You know, there's something off with that line, and you know, I think that means Vegas knows something there. Um, and then yeah. you're also you're going head to head with me here. I'm 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 I'll be more than happy to give you this victory here. Even <laughs> up seven. Yeah, yeah. And just like the other time when Minnesota was underdogs to the Dallas, I thought that was crazy. But ooh. <laughs> yeah, you were proving wrong, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yep. You were proving big time too. wrong there. <laughs> yep. All right. Our favorite segment of the week. Well, that's our second favorite, the bets. Surprises and disappointments for week 13. Lucky 13. All right. Well, um, I'll start with my disappointment of the week. I'm going to go away from that um, Giants-Washington game. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to give my disappointment to the week, of the week to Deshaun Watson. Coming back two years in the making, this return going up against the worst team in the NFL, his former team, looking to get revenge. And what's he do? 12 of 22, 131 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. They won the game, but it was a pathetic performance there. I mean, come on, man. That, that was terrible. And I know you can say he was rusty and all that, just like it says on the screen, but, I mean, dude, I was expecting a lot more out of him than that. Okay, and then for surprises, um, I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of surprises this week. Most of the games went as I expected them to go. But you know what? I'm going to go with my Eagles. I didn't. I thought. I thought the Titans were going to be a lot tougher than that, and the Eagles just came out and stomped them. So 
that was that was a big surprise to me. I thought this was going to be at least a tight game. I thought Tennessee had a chance to win it, a good chance to win it. So Eagles surprised me with this performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. <clears throat> I think uh, what comes to expectations. Yeah, I would. I mean, I could pick the Sean, uh, but I didn't have any expectations. I expected them to play that crap. First game back in almost two years, playing in Houston. Um, I heard several of the of his victims showed up. I think they or they're expected to. I don't know if they did. Of course, it's football, so it's hard to see anybody. But the fact that they were there, so I figured he's going to play like crap. Uh, a place like he was spooked. Um, my uh, uh, a, a disappointment was the tie. <laughs> and I watched the final few minutes of overtime. And I'm just like, what are you two? What are both of y'all doing? When I saw Washington in the final two minutes, just what draining the clock, waiting till the clock get down to the 30 second mark before they would punt. I'm like, damn, y'all just going to just give up like that? Just get a tie? And the Giants are just no better. So, uh, that I expected that game to be really fun. Um, yes, it was tied, so that meant they did go toe-to-toe, but ugh, just did, that should have been it like that. And my um, surprise, um, I, well, I guess the Buccaneers finished. <laughs> I mean – the goal game, Tom Brady looked like crap. The Saints are literally his kryptonite. I don't know what it is about that. He loses he, he loses his way. And I thought, well, here comes another L. And I get home in time to watch that in three minutes. Uh, and the final drive, I mean, it would look like it was straight out of a movie script. We knew what was going to happen. It wasn't even a shocker by the time he got the ball. He just said, okay. We'll see how his, which way he's going to score a touchdown this time. Had one call back because of holding. It was clear holding. Still got the touchdown. I mean, it was a, it was a, sad to see, but that's that's their Saints for you. But how they own him is incredible to me, and how they collapsed at the end is also incredible <laughs> uh, to, uh, to me. But that's my surprise. Yeah, well, that's actually the second time this happened this year with Brady versus the Saints. But um, we got Brady to thank here because if the season oh, yeah. ended today, the Eagles would have the number five pick in the NFL draft, thanks to the Saints. And so <laughs> we got to keep. We got them. We need them to keep losing. <laughs> well, well, my surprise. Well, you know, Matt and I, we we've been doing this for ever. It seems like we prick our games. So Sunday, we pr- we picked. The Cow- the Cow- Cowboys Colts game. Matt said it was going to be a close battle. Where he picked an upset. I say it was going to be a blowout. We both got it right in three quarters. <laughs> the Col- it was nineteen twenty one, and maybe the Colts right. were going yeah. to win that, that game. <laughs> then in the that. fourth quarter, the Cowboys go on an absolute explosion of of um of Matt Ryan and tells you how old and done he is. And that they just went off like 
I've never seen the team go off. 33 points in the fourth quarter. 33. That hasn't happened since the boondock days in the 20s, 1920s. Yeah. Yeah, that but, was cr- and then it's gotten, and, 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 and the and you don't see motivation for Michael Irvin to go nuts to say that to go nuts for his cowboys. Oh my god, man. It was it's it's you would make him look hysterical by January, by January standards. I that was ridiculous. That. I have to go back and watch that. I'm sure but that's funny. We both got it right. I mean, Mm-mm-mm. that was just the the craziest thing I ever saw in the in, I've never seen a team, a game go that far crazy sideways ever. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, what makes the Cowboys, thing. and that's what makes the Cowboys a, a threat. As much as we hate, y'all hate to, to admit, they they're going to be a threat that way if you give them a motivation. I mean, yeah, Indianapolis is is a dead team, but man, that was ridiculous. I've never they seen gotta, shit like that. They got to prove it to me. Yeah. But my biggest disappointment is the Miami Dolphins. I mean, I understand San Francisco has the best defense, one of the best defenses in the league. But you have an explosive offense, and you have Matt believing for the first time since Dan Marino that this team is an actual contender. I don't believe that because you lost to a third, you lost to a third string quarterback, a rookie, and just look, just, just, I don't know. I mean. I'm trying to I'm watching the red zone while I'm working. I'm like, please find a way to win. And they <laughs> choked at the end. The fourth quarter got two two turnovers. I'm like, to me, I was warned by NFL Network and ESPN that they were gonna do something to Tua. And they did. And they did it. So but the honorable mentioned, Kwame, you're absolutely right, is the tie game. And Matt hates tie games, but guess what? I pick sometimes tie games, and that's the second one of this season. It's the first time since 2016 we had two tie games in the season. Washington did this before. This is not the first time Washington did what they did. In 20, that year, they tied the Cincinnati Bengals, and they used that as an excuse to try and make the playoffs. So late in the season, they lost to Carolina in a bad way at home. Mm-hmm. So – in the final game of the year, they played the, the Giants because you played the division game, and they they looked like crap in the fourth quarter, or whatever. And this is and this is where Matt gets the loser from Kirk Cousins. That's where the loser mentality, the loser started because mm. he was on Washington. Yeah, they were the skins back then, and then they used that as an excuse to try to get into the playoffs with one law with one tie. It didn't work, and and right now they look even more foolish because. Even though they're four, they're seven and five and one, and that should be ahead of Seattle. Seattle's win leapfrogged them over Washington, so Washington wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now. That tie's going to come back to haunt you. It can help you or it can hurt you. And guess what? I think if you're the if you're Washington, you look like a moron. You may look like a like a like a joke and a chump when the playoffs get when we get to week eighteen. Because I don't think that's going to help you at all if you don't start winning games. You can't use a tie as an excuse. Win out, win out, and you'll be fine. Mm. But we don't know. That was ridiculous. That I don't understand why the hell they did that. That's what. But then again, I can blame the league too. Why did they take 
five minutes off the clock for 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 overtime. Why don't you just it's fifteen minutes like every other quarter? Just okay, you know. They're gonna have to eventually fix these rules because we're the only league, we're the only league that's still professional league that still accepts times. Uh, that's that's well, I mean, They don't, but it's yeah. Well, soccer accepts accept ties. I know they have penalty kicks, but. Well, soccer is a little different because because you can't score much at, at much, but but like I said, this this the NFL, you know, professionals and guys, you know, but then again, it comes down to coaching. When it comes to ties, it comes down to coaching. And I don't know what I don't know what Rivera was thinking. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. So, all right, we come to our last segment, and it's um, it's a game. There's a game on Thursday tomorrow night. What in the hell has happened to Baker Mayfield? I thought two years ago he was going to lead the, a- the the Browns, the AFC Championship game. He was going to be the league MVP. How dumb am I to call him a league MVP contender? Mm-hmm. Now, the guy, the Browns fully gave up on him. He goes to Carolina. He gets tired of Carolina. They get tired of him. He gets waived. Rumors had he was going to go to the 49ers. That didn't happen. He got claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. They're playing, and rumor has it he will be starting for them on Thursday night, which is now it's a low risk because they don't have anything going on with the Rams. They're they're basically giving up on this season. They're pathetic. And now they're playing the the Raiders, who are all of a sudden has come alive here. Winners mm-hmm. of their last three. And Looks like they're going to win another one, and them making the playoffs don't look like as far a long shot as it was a month ago. So maybe Josh McDaniels can coach. Who knows? But Devontae Adams has become a hot receiver again. He and Derek Carr have the same communications that Hurts and AJ Brown have because they're boys, homeboys, and stuff. We'll see if he can, if they can do that again here. If they can roll, roll on a team here and get their fourth consecutive. Win, so go ahead. Yeah, well, um, like you said, um, Baker Mayfield, he just got picked up and he's already again pushing the starting lineup. You can't really expect much out of this. He's not going to know the playbook, he's not going to know anything, he's not going to have any rapport with the players, and he's not a good quarterback anyway. <laughs> you know, um, bottom line, the, the, the Raiders are going to kill him. Um, like you said, they're hot, Devontae Adams is hot. They've won three in a row. McDaniel's isn't a great head coach by any means, but this is a this is a game that he they have no business even they have it, there's no business that this should even be a close game. The Raiders should crush them. This shouldn't even be a question. So I'm gonna go with the Raiders here and a final score of um I'm gonna say 36 to 10. Woof. Wow. Okay. Well, as you see here, uh, NFL.com uh, or DraftKings has the Raiders a 71% chance of winning this game. And you bet them at negative 255. And they're on the road, or are they? They go back to LA. Their fans might outnumber the Rams fans. We know how loud those Raiders fans are. They Every time they come, no matter what time they leave L.A., whether they were there, went to Oakland, when they came back, and got in Vegas, 
Those LA fans are still holding on for dear life. And they show up. And and every time they go down to uh when they're when the Chargers are still in San Diego, they showed up down there. But now that they definitely come to LA for the Chargers games, and now they get to come there twice to see the Rams, they're gonna be loud and proud. And the sorry Raiders team might actually be six and seven. Um when it's all said and done. So I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna have a slightly tighter score than 36-10. I'm gonna go with 27 to 14. Okay. What was the score? 27-14. I actually picked that score. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'll talk about this game. I mean, obviously, this is a – it's been a complex week and a complex to, to Baker Mayfield, who's now basically a damaged goods journeyman quarterback at this point in his, in his career because now he's – you know, I don't know. To me, I, I think it's a mistake the Browns got rid of him. I mean, he did lead them to the playoffs. He did help them rebuild that team from a winless team when he joined them to a team that just nearly knocked off the Rockets in Kansas City in 2020 to the to the AFC Championship game almost. It's a, it's a shame how much he has fallen since then. And, you know, I feel bad for him in a way. You know, yeah, he's done some shit he shouldn't be proud of, but you know he should he shouldn't be dawned like that he shouldn't be destroyed like that, not not at this rate. Make him look like a bust already by 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 character. But he's going to start this game. Looks like he's wearing number seventeen, not six anymore. And but obviously you got to look at the Raiders. I mean, but then again, I said this when they played the Colts and Kwame. You said you said you said they have no business losing to the Rams. They did lose to the Colts at home. To an armchair head coach, so <laughs> anything can happen. But I don't see the Raiders losing this game. They're hitting their stride now. They've won their last two. They've won their last three games. Obviously, Devontae Adams is looking like a top five receiver again. He's been balling the last couple of weeks. Josh Jacobs has been running the ball extremely well. Defense is starting to play better. So. I expect this to be not much of a contest after I think the second quarter. I just think the Rams are just they 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 singled out from this season. You know, it's a lost season for defending Super Bowl champs. It's almost like it, that happened four years ago, let alone not even eight months ago or nine months ago. So I'm going to go with the Raiders as well with that same score that you put up there, 27-14. So we'll see what happens there. All right. But that's all we have for this episode. I mean, it was a hell of an episode. Like I said, join Matt and us, uh, join Matt and I here on Sunday with another look into the games, our games of the weeks, locks of the weeks, manager special, Mama So Fat game, playoff critical game. So a hell of a lot to look forward to on Sunday when when we predict the games, we'll see what the Eagles can do. Can they break a two-game losing streak at MetLife? So we'll see how that goes as they start their critical road trip that will lead them to hopefully a division type at the end of it. But that's all we have for this episode. (laughs) That's all we have for this episode. And we'll join join Matt and myself 
Sunday. <laughs> yeah, bro. Goodbye.